the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Going to hit some of the business headlines of the day, try to put them in perspective. Going to hit some personal finance issues, try to put that in perspective. Uh, talk with market strategists, talk with uh, CFP. You get the idea. So we've got plenty of show here for you today. Government's looking into Tesla. Dun, dun, dun. Government's auto safety watchdog has opened up investigations into the battery at Tesla and whether or not some of the recent fires are problematic and should be recalled or whether this is just business as usual. Turns out that Tesla's batteries are located beneath the passenger compartment, protected by a quarter-inch thick metal shield. If the batteries are damaged, that can cause arcing, which hits sparks and could touch off a fire. Um, way too early to say if this is a problem with panicking over. So... I don't know. CEO Elon Musk said in a blog posting, his company asked government to investigate. Even though its cars catch fire at a far lower rate than gasoline-powered vehicles. He said, quote, while we think it's highly unlikely if something is discovered that would result in a material improvement in occupant fire safety, we will immediately apply that change to new cars and offer it as a free retrofit to all existing cars. So it's a low-slung vehicle. That seems to be a little bit of the issue. It's how low car is to the ground. Uh, the Model S has a 6-inch clearance between the ground and the undercarriage. Other cars gas engines sit a little bit lower, like uh, the Mercedes uh, CLA class, 3.9 inches. Dodge Charger, 5 inches. So, Tesla automatically lowers itself an extra inch at highway speeds. Um, so, that has created a situation where a lot of people are now saying, you know, I'm selling my Tesla shares. I think it's a bit early. Keep in mind that Tesla has insurance. In a worst-case scenario, it's not like the loss is going to hurt their cash position. The question is, in three months, will people still want a Tesla? Or are they the car that kills us? That's the issue. It's a very choppy stock right now. It's gone from 194 down to 121. Or... Or you could say that this year, I mean, I don't know, 194 down to 121, it's like, oh, no, it's down 70 points. Or you could say this year that it's gone from 35 to 126. It's all about perspective, in my opinion. So, yeah, it was priced for perfection, and this is what happens to hyper-growth stocks when they hit a bump. They fall. It's a company that makes 20,000 vehicles a year. And it's got a market cap of $15 billion. Um, 
if you go out on a date with a member of the opposite sex, you have, you're the greatest date ever. Your value shoots up in their eyes. But how many times can you be the greatest date before you have a bad day, and a bad day brings down your valuation in their eyes? So that's kind of what's happening here. Elon Musk has said Tesla needs a truck. Totally agree with that. So uh, Lady Gaga. Her new album is um, not doing terribly well. 260,000 copies for the new release. That's a 75% drop from her prior album, which bowed in with 1.1 million. So the question is, is music just totally destroyed? Interscope Records could lose $25 million in promo campaign costs. That's pretty aggressive. Art Pop by Lady Gaga is expected to debut at number one. It's going to unseat Eminem's Marshmallows LP2, which sold 792,000 albums in its debut, which uh, makes it the second best-selling opening weekend for albums of this year. Numero Uno would be behind Justin Timberlake. So Miley Cyrus, her bangers, launched with first week sales of 270000 So you can see that it's kind of lost a little bit of luster, per se, right? 800-516-1220. It's 800 to get your calls in the air. Best Buy, they just came out with a profit in the third quarter. Holiday season starting to wrap up. They said that, you know, hey, we too, we're going to open our stores at 6 because competition is. And we'll stay open through, you know, Midnight Friday. Uh, shares are down about 6%. In large part, this is a tough competitive quarter this quarter. I assure you, every quarter going forward for the rest of my life, if I only live one more short year, they'll have a tough competitive quarter. So Best Buy hit a profit. It's a huge winner this year. A lot like Tesla is a huge winner this year. So... Tesla shares are up today, actually, on news of the government looking in, whereas Best Buy is lower on the day. A year ago to the day, uh, Best Buy, was their, their survivability was in question. It was a $12, $13 stock. So it goes from 12 to 13 boom, to like almost 40 So uh, yesterday it closed at 43 44 but today they're down 4 bucks to 39 67 uh, down roughly 8%. The company that's been doing very, very well is Home Depot. Real good, really nice quarter coming out of Home Depot. Um, we've had 18 months of housing improvement, and that's certainly helped as people who are no longer upside down in their house are more likely to spend money on their homes. And people that are up in their homes are more likely to spend bigger money than those who are upside down. So uh, that combination of more homes coming off the underwater list and people feeling a little bit more comfortable with their homes, they're spending money to improve them. New fence coming. New fence coming. So that's kind of how that rolls, if you get that concept. Let's take a quick, quick, quick look at the market numbers today. Uh, SP 500 is up one. Dow's playing with 16,000, big round number, and all I can say to that is congratulations, your 401k is probably doing pretty well. 
the SP 500 and the Dow have had a great year. You know, whether you're McDonald's or whether you're J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Home Depot, Nike, Disney, the big boys have uh, kind of been the place to be because you get a little dividend and a little growth and some international exposure. SP 500 is up one, Dow's up 23, Nasdaq up eight. Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.69 percent. Nothing really going on with oil at $93 a barrel. Gold at 12.75. Nothing really going on there as far as the story goes. Um, there's some Iran nuclear talks going on. Hmm. I don't know what to make of that. Target's third quarter results Thursday. Thursday target. Oh, you know who came out today and said something interesting? It was Campbell's. Mm-mm, good. Mm, good. Okay. Uh, they sell soup that, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movies where, like, a nuclear strike hits and Will Smith is rummaging through stuff and he just grabs a can of soup because it's perceived that it's protected against radiation. That perception's not good right now. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing or more. Marie Bonaromo leaving CNBC. Yay! She's become a bit of a drag, in my opinion. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW Traffic. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Maria Bartiromo, a groundbreaking financial reporter. She put the cable news channel, CNBC, on the map. She's jumping to rival Fox Business Network and probably disappearing from Lexicon altogether based on that move. Um, she was the first woman to report live from the New York Stock Exchange. So she's being reunited with her former CNBC boss, Roger Ailes. He now runs the whole Fox News empire. It's a pretty big loss for the cable channel. Um, she was the money honey. So besides having a show on Fox Business News Network, Bartiromo will also have a presence on Fox News. She's going to leave CNBC at the end of the week when her contract expires. Uh, Last year, she hired Creative Artist, a big company in L.A. tied towards representation. 20 great years. It's interesting to note. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and much, much more. Taking a look at the market numbers today. We have a market that's hitting record highs, and it's kind of playing with them. The Dow's at 16,007, playing with that big round number of 16,000. The SP 500 is close to 1,800 at 1,793, another big round number. NASDAQ's up 5 at 3,954. 
Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's done numerous loans for me, numerous refis. He's part of my team of people that I can go to to get financial solutions done for you, the individual. Let's talk a little arms today. Adjustable rate mortgages. Oh, boy, did I have a good run with adjustable rate mortgages in the 90s where I think I got like a 9% adjustable rate mortgage that became an 8%, which became a 7%. Which yep. became, they work great when their rates are going down. And so my <laughs> monthly payment went from like $1,000 to $900 yeah. to $800. Like I was like, woo, go, 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 go. But that's when they're on the way down. And we're already at really, really low rates. Right. And so what that means is that most people that are hearing this that have an arm are if they are in their adjusting period, uh, their, ra- their rates are going down. I, I think the lo- one-year LIBOR is below 1%, and it's been below 1% for a long period of time, which means that your margin, which is probably two and a quarter, uh, your rate is you know, below what you get on a 30-year fixed. So you're sitting at super low rates, even below what everybody else is getting. It's great. And kind of what's interesting to note about what you're saying there is, remember the whole LIBOR scandal where it's rigged? Yep. I don't know if that ever really made it to the attention or to the the pocketbook of the average consumer using some sort of adjustable rate mortgage side towards LIBOR. But they know in their head that adjustable rate mortgages have some risk to them, more so than 30-year or 15-year. Yeah, I think if anybody ever wants to get an arm, they want to check the history of that index. And there's several different indexes that uh, a lender can offer on. Usually something like a portfolio lender can use something off the wall, but majority of like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, they're going to use the one-year LIBOR, which means that let's say you get a five-year arm, which it's 30-year amortization. It's a term of 30 years. After five years, uh, it becomes adjustable. Right. And it's going to adjust to that index plus your margin. And, um, you know, for a lot of people, it can make sense, Rob. Sure. Um, and you might hear me say that arms are great for uh, some people and not for others. That's because the people, most of the people back in 2007 were getting arms. The usage of arms has dropped considerably. It was as high as 60% here in the Bay Area. And that's dropped considerably down to below 20% now. That's interesting. Um, but a lot of people that, have to buy, that are buying these million-dollar-plus properties, it makes more sense to them to get an arm. There's almost a 1.5% difference between 30-year fixed jumbo and a 5-year arm. Right. And on a $800,000 mortgage, you're looking at over $1,000 a month difference just by getting one. So you just add, it just adds up. So in five years, you're saving $60,000. So wh- where does that not make sense? And then you just refinance into another arm. So there are people that are habitual arm users. Right. And then there's people who use arms that just don't know what they're doing. And yeah. those are the people who should really be careful. And what's interesting about that is, uh, in my opinion, that adjustable rate mortgages have their place. Like, in the final 10 years of my career, an adjustable rate mortgage makes sense because I don't plan, the day I retire is the day I plan on moving. Maybe not out of state, but definitely out of the home, per se. Um, So as I get older, adjustable rate mortgages make a little bit more sense for the temporariness of where I'm living. When you're younger, adjustable rate mortgages make a lot of sense for the temporariness of where you possibly could be living due to And, and that's, the, that's something that everybody should consider if they're short-term or they know the term in which they're going to stay in their house. And they can use a mortgage, like an, an ARM mortgage, to fit their schedule. Uh, another thing about an ARM, too, is that uh, people who get uh, periodic incomes okay. like using ARMs. Why? Yeah. Because they... Let's say you get a large bonus one year, and the next year you don't, and the next year you do. As you make principal payments on an arm, especially when it starts adjusting, your next payment will decrease 
based on the principal balance as opposed to a 30-year fixed where it never changes through the life of the loan, no matter how much you pay off. So there are some advantages for people that have those types of income scenarios. Sounds good. Anything else that we need to know about ARMS while discussing this with you? Be very careful. Um, understand the terms. It, look for prepays. The lenders can make a lot of money on you if they're adding prepays. Um, but they're far and few in between nowadays. But be very careful. That's all I can say. Thanks very much. You can find Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You're listening to me, Rob Black. You can always find me online at RobBlack.com. So father finds his murdered son's body on Google Maps. That is a satellite image that Google regrets. It's uh, interesting to note. 14-year-old out of Richmond, California, was shot to death near a set of railroad tracks in 2009. Killer was never found. The map image... The image button, that was found um, near the railroad tracks is a cop standing around a body. I can't imagine I can't imagine. Fighting an image of your son like that, even though it's from a massive distance. I don't know. USA Today article mentions how women face a harder retirement. So women live longer than men. And they're facing a unique set of problems going into retirement. They are paid less than men on average, 77 cents on the dollar, which can add up to half a million dollars. One of the things that I'm a big fan of is understanding that you only have a finite set of years from age 20 to 60 to work. And if you make $100,000 a year, that means you make 10, a million in 10 years, which means you make $4 million. Take a break here. Be right back. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. That's an H. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Patrick, there's a headline out this morning that's a little embarrassing for Walmart about how one of their stores did a food drive for their own employees. Before we get into your world, let's just stick with this story for a second. Is this going to become a bigger issue in America of the uh, wage crisis of not getting a livable wage? And well, corporate America. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's going to become more of a, a hot button issue uh, the longer we continue to see this 
uh, gap uh, widen between the, the lower classes and the upper classes. And, you know, when we are five years into our, our uh, you know, the Fed's easing program and, and you have companies that are reporting record record profits, but you're not seeing any real wage, uh, any strong wage growth, really, um, we think that there is potential that you see more of a uh, an uprising, if you will, uh, f- from those employees who are going to start demanding higher wages as they continue to see these reports of companies reporting record profits. The problem, though, obviously, is that there's still plenty of, quote, slack in the labor market. So these companies have continue to have leverage uh, because they know that they can pull from an available pool of labor if they, uh, if they need to uh, to replace those um, disenchanted employees who are, who are calling for higher wages. But I think from a, just a more of a uh, public debate, public issue, it will start to hit more of the, the mainstream here as we continue to move ahead into 2014. What's your opinion on this argument of should corporate America step up and pay more? Should the government mandate more? Because I know a lot of small business owners who, you know, their wives are like, honey, you need to bring home more money, not less money, and you're already dealing with inflation costs and, you know, it's a debate on who should pick up the slack in the world, but in the reality, it's the small business owner who he too wants to make a living per se. Right, um, and I think it's also an issue of you know too if you know how strongly do you believe in capitalism, right? Okay. I mean the the essence of that is simply to you know maximize you know your profit potentials, and along the way you certainly hope that you know there's uh, corporations, these big corporations are doing some social good as well, and and you know what I mean they are, you just don't hear about it as much, uh, but um, but in any event, I mean it, it, it to essentially demand these companies. Uh, forego their profitability to pay their employees more uh, kind of runs afoul of you know what we all uh, came to accept and believe and loved about capitalism during the during the good times you know and now that things don't appear so good we're now uh, you know backing off of our faith in the, the capitalism and, uh, and it, you know it, it creates some real hard questions um, it, you know I think that uh, ideally, you would want to see um, companies recognize that they could help stoke demand potentially if they are paying a higher wage. Uh, but it, it becomes so, sort of that that first mover issue. You know, it's like who really who's going to be the first mover to get that movement going so that you really do have that trickle down effect uh, across the corporate landscape where their employee bases are making more and therefore spending more. Um, and it's not an, an easy decision to make when uh, management is held up to high standards of, of maximizing you know, their profits for their shareholders. Um, so it's again, it's another tough issue, but it will continue to be uh, debated, talked about, no doubt, uh, you know, for many months to come here. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Did you pop champagne yesterday at Dow 16,000? <laughs> uh, I didn't pop any champagne. I wrote about popping champagne this morning. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it's neat to see, right? You get these nice sure. big round numbers crossed. Um, 
people feel good about that, but obviously it uh, raises some questions too about, well, does this mean, you know, uh, the, the end is the top is here? Um, and, uh, you know, no one rings a bell at the top, but uh, um, it's not surprising that you saw some resistance come into play there as you, those round numbers got taken out, at, you know, initially. Um, it was probably the cue a lot of people were waiting for anyway to take some money off the table. But, you know, even as we see this morning, the market is not uh, following through to the downside. It's just basically reverting to what it does best or has done best, and that's, you know, looking to, to use those dips as a buying opportunity. The richest man in New York City, Carl Icahn, said something at the close of the markets yesterday about valuations being higher. Maybe the market's due for a correction. He said something. And the market's yeah. pulled back. And that's what the media is reporting. I work for a local news station. And they're like, Carl yeah. Icahn caused the markets to crash. What are, you thought, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think it was a convenient excuse. Um, you know, Carl Icahn said something quite similar to that uh, not that long ago, actually. He, he had, you know, publicly said that he was, you know, getting cautious somewhat. That was around the time I think Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, came out and, you know, expressed his concerns about valuations and whatnot. And it just, you know, to, to me, as I watched the market react to that, it was a indication that essentially, uh, you know, the, the quick the quick sell-off on a headline on, on a view that was pretty much already known anyway uh, suggested to me that there was a lot of weak-handed holders of some of these high-flying stocks, and they just didn't have the stomach to ride out the first dip uh, because they knew full well that this market is overextended, but they've been chasing those stocks higher, and, uh, you know, and therefore I think it, it kind of cascaded on itself. But interestingly, the market did not close on its lows. Um, you saw a little uptick into the into the closing bell, even for the NASDAQ, and of course you had the Dow in positive. So um, more of a convenient headline excuse than an actual, I think, uh, fundamental or, or real driver of a, a change in sentiment. So we're at the tail end of earnings season. Now we're getting some big retailers like Home Depot and Best Buy. They seem to be doing pretty good because the housing market has recovered in the last 18 months pretty aggressively. Any thoughts yeah. on the numbers we saw at Home Depot or Best Buy this morning? Well, you know, great, great report again out of Home Depot, and uh, you know that's a, a company that's been very well managed. Uh, it's, it's doing just about everything right, um, not only for its customers but for its shareholders as well. Um, and it's it's obviously in a, a good spot here that even though we've seen some turbulence in the housing market of late as far as mortgage demand is concerned, um, the jump in house housing prices has certainly encouraged homeowners to kind of take on those projects they might have been delaying for a while there. And I think there's a little bit more confidence around the the, the home sector itself, and so that's going to continue to bode well for Home Depot. Best Buy was a a really curious and head-scratching case and uh, is, you know, kind of emblematic of, you know, uh, of, of the market environment and the retail environment, which is that it's just ultra-promotional. I mean, the company, they came out and they, they beat the consensus estimate, but, you know, incidentally, their revenues were actually down year over year. And, and then they said, look, um, if it means we're not going to be as profitable, you know, or we'll go ahead and pretty much match or beat any competitors' prices during the holiday selling season. And so, you know, we sit there and we look at, uh, you, you hear all the talk about, you know, how QE and all that can, can stoke really high inflation, which we're not seeing. And when you get companies that are going to approach doing business that way, 
where they're just going to give up profits uh, for price. Um, you know, you can't really think that you're going to see inflation take off here, uh, you know, certainly in the near term. And on top of that, you've got commodity prices that are acting very strangely in the face of all of this talk about how economic growth is picking up around the world. And yet you've got oil in a downtrend, you've got copper in a downtrend, um, some, some peculiar developments there. And, and as commodity prices come off, that's going to continue to help drive, you know, disinflation trends, not inflation trends. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Briefing is the first website that I go to in the morning to start picking up uh, data points in the market. There was a story out this morning, our earnings mess out of Campbell Soup, and the analyst that I follow said something along the lines of, maybe they're just not Whole Foods. Maybe, you know, the 20-somethings aren't buying food that can stay on your shelf for years and years and years and years. Uh, do you put any merit or do you put a lot of merit or what level of merit do you put into like the tweet uh the, the millennials and their shopping patterns and could that possibly be affecting a company like a campbell soup uh yeah it's, it's a tough question i haven't really right. thought through it clearly okay. i'm sorry fair enough um, I, it's anecdotally i'll tell you i'm 42 and for the first time i was in the grocery store and I actually bought Campbell Soups, one of their larger packets, kind of like to go for lunch, um, okay. and really liked it. <laughs> but um, but I'm not a millennial, and so uh, I, I can't really uh, tell you that. But as a Gen Xer, um, you know, I continue to like soup and continue to, to look at Campbell as the number one brand when it comes to soup. Okay. Anything else that we need to know that you're working on, Patrick O'Hare? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I touched on it a little bit earlier. I'm, I'm really curious and about what we're seeing here on the in the commodity space um, and how you know you're seeing this sort of disconnect, if you will, between the narrative about improving economic growth and yet you've got you know key uh, industrial metals and uh, oil prices you know coming down uh, as the stock markets around the world continue to go up. And uh, it's just an interesting development. You know, some of it could be supply, but I'm starting to think too that it might also be uh, a financially driven trade. In other words, you know, commodities were so hot for so long they became almost like this alternative investment. So you had a lot of, you know, managers just allocate money into that space, chasing those prices higher as well. And now it makes us wonder if maybe what we're seeing is that money being pulled back out and perhaps rotated into stocks. And if that's the case, you can see commodity, the commodity sector perhaps uh, struggle uh, in okay. 2014, particularly if emerging market uh, economies uh, also continue to struggle. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare, Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Briefing provides independent live market analysis of U.S. and international markets. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Shut up. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Best Buy has been cutting costs, adding employee training, matching online prices. It's expected to be a particularly tough holiday season. Blah, 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 blah. Every year we hear that. We hear today. That Walmart is dangling a 32-inch flat-screen TV for $98, down from last year's $148.
Sirius's waived layaway fees, which I don't quite understand. Kmart's introducing a rent-to-own program. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Every retailer seems to be opening up a little bit earlier. I think there's already going to be some sales on next Christmases, this Christmas, if you pick it up now. Here's an interesting tidbit of nougat, which, for the record, what the hell is nougat? Like, seriously, what is it? What animal does it derive from? It's Wookiee? That's not good. Chocolate, caramel, and Wookiee? Snapchat users, here's your nougat of the day. Snapchat users are now seeing more snaps, Snapchat's term for photos and videos, over the network than Facebook users are uploading photos. Snapchat senders are seeing 400 million snaps. Facebook still reporting that 350 million photos are uploaded daily. I don't want to see your fat kid. Don't want to see your Oompa Loompa playing soccer. Don't want to see it. Now, if you got a picture of your Oompa Loompa with a broken ankle, I want to see that. Video wasn't introduced to Snapchat until December 2012, and uploading transmission of photo messages that disappear remains Snapchat's main function. Interesting. This is not the beginning of the end uh, for Facebook, but it's certainly competition. And it's certainly a younger way of doing things. Facebook tested a new feature on chat that shows whether a friend is online via mobile or online via desktop. An advertising agency would clearly prefer one or the other. So Facebook is partnering with SportsStream to organize all the conversations taking place around the sports of the world's largest largest network, known as Facebook. New York is doing a piece today examining the increasingly complexity of automated spam bots on Twitter. There's spam bots that you know, do jokes, looking for new words to add to the English language. There's spam bots that clearly are not hot chicks, but pretend to be hot chicks and ask you for your credit card so they can go on a date with you, but they first have to confirm your identity. Not that I know from actually doing it, but I've heard... Um, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I'm tired of Bat Kid. There, I said it. It's out there. Tired of the Bat Kid. Blah, 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 Bat Kid. Then you have to go through the endless, tedious celebrities saying he's the best Batman ever. Tired of the Bat Kid. Finish the story, get over with it. You're just going to encourage other sick kids to want the same thing, and they're not going to get it, so they'll be disappointed. So thanks for breaking the hearts of millions, Bat Kid. That's my opinion. I know you're saying, do you really hate Bat Kid? I kind of do. Not in a bad way. In only the best possible way. Emerson College is going to name the communication school after Anchorman's Ron Burgundy. It's kind of a big deal. I'm very important. Emerson College has changed the name of its School of Communication. Like, if you have a kid that goes there, wouldn't you probably pull him out? Now, the college is in Boston. It's going to rename the school for one day only. 
the Ron Burgundy School of Communication to honor the fictitious television anchorman. Okay, not only do I hate that kid, but I hate the dean or whoever it was, the college president, Lee Pelton, who came up with this. So Will Ferrell's going to appear in character to share his path to journalism greatness with students. He'll have a news conference, three-naming ceremony, and he will then screen Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. Eh. He is kind of a big deal. Says he hopes to let students know how hard it is to make it to the top, especially if you don't have good hair. I've made it to the top, and I don't have very good hair. Maria Bartiromo has made it to the top, but she married a billionaire. Hmm... Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Money investing and more. Let's take a quick look at some of the market action today. See how we're doing. See if there's any stocks that are... Tesla's up 5% on news of a federal investigation. Interesting. SP 500's up 2. The Dow's up 28. NASDAQ up 5. Record territory again. The air is so fine up here, I'm having trouble breathing. We're climbing and climbing and climbing into more and more record territory, and more record territory. You can see how this can get annoying quickly, doing the show with me, huh? Home Depot shining. Best Buy having a great year, but not a great day. Campbell Soup earnings down 30%. It's a consumer staple. They missed earnings expectations by a whopping amount. In the press release, you can't find anything positive. It's negative. And it makes you wonder, like, is something bigger happening here? Most Americans have soup in their house, and sometimes it's six, seven, eight years old, and we still trust in it. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You know, yesterday we had a little bit of a break in some of the momentum names on the NASDAQ. Today, consumer discretionary, energy, and financials, and telco is doing well. We can see now to consumer staples, healthcare, industrials, and utilities. Don't forget to listen to CFP Chad Burton's show today. New focus on wealth from 1 to 2, from 1 to 2. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Take a break here. Be right back on the Wall Street Business Network. investors know where to find the best possible investment advice and according to the financial experts uh, hi this is rob black from rob black and your money i did and there's no one there life alert was there for me five four five one i will never forget the day insightful informative irreverent we're ready the wall street business network presents rob black and your money your source for breaking news market updates and successful investment strategies for the 21st century sounds like a great program getting you to retirement in today's market so let's get on with the show taxes family finances insurance the economy technology media and entertainment rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220 so call in we'll chat and uh, have some fun now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, 
and much, much more. Napoleonic, Machiavellian. I am the Kanye West of Wall Street media. Hmm. What do we have to talk about today? Market numbers? You want some market numbers? I'll give you some market numbers. Dow Jones Special Average stuff fractions. But it's up. Over 16,000. We're at 16,003. Down. 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 I know you're saying that's dramatic. I know. I'm trying to sell the drama. NASDAQ up 7. The SP 500 up fractions. Tesla's up 5% on a government investigation into the fires tied towards the battery, tied towards it getting breached. Snapchat is having more photos sent to and fro than Facebook's getting uploaded daily. Equities rebounding from yesterday's momentum break. Home Depot, pretty good. Best Buy, pretty good, but they're also saying it's competitive this year, which every year is going to be competitive. Campbell Soup weighs on consumer staples after missing earnings expectations. Strength in consumer discretionary energy to financial and telco. Weakness in consumer staples, healthcare, industrials, and utilities. You know what I want to do in 2014, 2015? Maybe I can get a whole bus of you to come with me. I'll get the prices right. I so badly want to be the guy who bids a dollar more than the person next to me for the whole game. Just to piss that person off. Uh, wash and dryer is $300. I'll bet 301 301 The whole show, just get one guy so mad at you that you, he wants to swing at you. There's a lot of data out there on data. I recently read a, a piece on a high school coach who never punts, and he always goes for onside kicks. And basically, there's overwhelming evidence that you're only increasing your field distance by about 18 yards when you punt, when you lose an onside kick. And there's overwhelming evidence that the longer you have the ball, the more likely you are to win. And if you can create turnovers, which his team creates an onside kick that's recovered one out of five times, if you can create turnovers, you create the opportunity to win. And he's been pretty successful. He's won three state championships in ten years with this never punt, always go for it. And uh, especially since high school kickers seem to be kind of like leggy and make more mistakes than college kickers and professional kickers. Anyway, the biggest bet that you can have, and it's all about statistics. He's about winning games. So he plays statistics. He's a quant guy. He's a numbers guy. No matter what field position, he always goes forward on fourth, and he always goes for onside kicks. Okay, so bet one higher than the highest bid. Last person to bid 35% of the time. But if they guess $1 higher than the highest bid, you win 53% of the time. People are afraid to overbid because you definitely lose if you bid too high. So typically, they bid a bit lower than what they think is the actual betting price. So betting $1 more takes advantage of, of people. And that's how you win on The Price is Right. The Game Clock. There's a game called uh, Clock Game. Guess the exact price of two prizes in less than 30 seconds. On a wrong guess, the host will tell you if you need to go higher or lower. So both prices are between $500 and $1,000 is the statistic. 
and you cut the difference in half and repeat and repeat and repeat. Works 100% of the time. I hate the yodeling game. I have no advice to you on the yodeling game and just go up to that cliffhanger and punch him in his face. He's annoying. If he follows, if he goes over 25 steps, he falls off and dies. Let him die. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. So you always guess $19 on the first item, and you guess $11 more than the price of the previous item on your second and third guesses. There's actually people who run statistics on the prices, right? And again, my whole angle is, let's get a whole bus of us, and you just have to promise that whichever one of us gets on, that we always bid a dollar higher than one other person. Just you and me. Bitcoin. I don't have any comment on Bitcoin. It's just one of those things that I don't grasp. I don't want to grasp it at this point in time. You can if you want. Um, it could be a bubble that ends horrifically wrong. There's been a strong rally. Earlier this week, they were touching at one point in time $900. Now down around $400. I would be very, very cautious. Um, there's some intriguing things on it. I don't think Bitcoin will become a legitimate and regulated currency. And thus, I'm not playing it. I'm not looking at it. Just be cautious. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Walmart's in hot water after asking employees to help feed other employees for Thanksgiving a food drive in-store for some of their own employees. That sounds kind of crazy, right? Like that is something that none of us feel terribly comfortable with. Just even thinking about that. USA Today does a real nice piece on women facing hard retirement choices today. And ultimately, this is an article that you should share with women in your life. Women face a lot of unique problems going into retirement, financial planners say. They live longer than men, therefore they need more money than men. They earn less than men, thus they qualify for less Social Security than men. They earn 77 cents on the dollar, which can add up to half a million dollars in a career. Women are more likely to move in and out of the workforce, sacrificing stability, sacrificing networking, sacrificing promotions over time. They need more than men, but they have less at their disposal. This is a critically important piece to give to your daughters in high school and college. It is a critically important piece that women are educated. Women feel lost. They feel intimidated. They feel frustrated by what they get from full-service advisors, full-service brokers. Women simply outlive men, and that's the mathematical problem. That's the statistic that is a problem. They tend to invest more conservatively than men, which is fine, fine, in a volatile market, but not so fine in the up years. Women are not comfortable with financial advisors. E-Trade did a survey recently that said women rated the financial industry dead last in a list of 60 industries below used car salespeople. 80% of women in the survey say they wish they had financial advisors talk to them and ask them for opinions, not just their husbands. 
people of all ages and color need to protect their assets. People of all color, ages, and sizes need to know that you only work till a certain period and that you live off that. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget to listen to the Certified Financial Planner Show today. New Focus on Wealth from 1 to 2 here on KDOW, 1220. U.S. Stock. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm doing the best I can to educate you as far as I can in financial issues. Earlier in the show, I told you there was an article at USA Today about women and women and money. I said it's critically important that you give this to loved ones in your life, especially females. We've got to educate each other. We can't just sit and wait and sit and wait and then complain, ah, there is no practice rounds in life. Maybe up until 18, and then the game's on. The game's on, like Donkey Kong. Um, I try to avoid mistakes. I try to tell individuals, be careful. You know... I love a company like Salesforce.com, but I also understand my risk profile is different than yours. And you should understand your risk profile. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's take a quick look at some of these market numbers. Are we going to close above 16,000? Woo! Brave Autoromo's out. Does Autoromo look a little bit like a shrunken apple, her head? I find her very unattractive. And everyone gushes at how attractive she is, the money honey. I just think she looks like she has a shrunken apple head. SP 500's up fractions, the Dow's up 13, the NASDAQ up 2. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's done a refi for me, a refi or two, and an original mortgage or two for me. So he's my go-to guy when it comes to lending. Let's talk a little portfolio lending, Mr. Mendez. What's the word portfolio lending mean? Like, what, what's the concept here? A portfolio lender is basically a lender that's going to lend you a mortgage. Okay. Lend you money, and they're going to keep it on their books. They're probably not going to sell it to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Okay. But what it also allows them to do is kind of go out of the box and give you different kind of guidelines that Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac won't allow. The downside is, is that they're limited on the products that that they offer you. They're going to be a little bit more risky, like usually an arm, and they sometimes can have prepayment penalties on it, but it, 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 I think portfolio lenders have a great place in the market. They're picking up the slack that Fannie Mae Freddie Mac are, um, that, that can't handle. Um, and it's a necessity, and I think it is leading towards the privatization of mortgages, and I think that it's kind of, you know, they're feeling it out, and I think there are, are ways for lenders to make money this way and help the society in the same 
uh, fashion. Uh, but there are so many different kinds of portfolio products and and guidelines that are different than Fannie Mae Freddie Mac. They do higher uh, calculations on asset depletions, condos that aren't warrantable, foreign nationals, pledged assets. Pledged assets are really interesting. You can actually have assets in your bank. Move them to the bank that you're going to get the money from, and they count that towards your down payment, but you don't actually have to spend the money. It's called pledge assets. So you can put 20% down, but only put really 10% down and put the 10% in their bank. Um, You do self-employed for less than two years, high debt ratios, uh, recently listed properties. I mean, there's a long, long list uh, of reasons why portfolio lenders work in the industry right now. Now, portfolio lending... um, one of the things that you brought up is that they kind of pick up slack that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac can't cover. In the Bay Area, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac typically can't cover necessarily um, the jumbo homes. I mean, there's some really expensive homes here that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac just say, you know what, that's not our cup of tea. Good right, luck. a jumbo loan is essentially a portfolio loan. Okay. It, it's an investor that's, that has set their guidelines typically close to what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac um, is doing. And we're not too far off of what Fannie and Freddie are doing okay. when we're in portfolio or jumbo. Um, we're just looking at different ways to loan people the money at these different for these different scenarios, and that's where they really pick up the slack. Now, what else do we need to know about portfolio lending? And do we even need to know, or do you just magically get a loan? It's different than private money. Okay. Um, private money is where you basically don't even show credit, you don't show income, you don't show well, you do show assets, but you show more of a story. Um, and it's more equity-based than it is um, than it is credit-based. But portfolio lending is still going to follow the same kind of guidelines where you need a good credit score. You need to have income. You still have to qualify under the ratios uh, that they offer. But you, you, when going into a type of loan like this, you have to understand that you're, you're, they're, they're putting you in a cycle. They're, okay. they're putting you in a cycle, just like a bad credit kind of cycle, where you're buying a car and you go back and you buy another car and, you, and you're always at the higher interest rate. You're just at a different kind of program. And some of the products that they offer are actually lower rates than you can get through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, but, again, they're riskier. So it's not for everybody. It's interesting because I had a conversation recently at one of my events where someone's like, I want to buy a rental property for retirement. I'm like, okay, what I need to explain to you is that that's riskier than buying a real estate investment trust. I would rather you look at a REIT that's publicly traded, like an Avalon Bay, and then you're buying rental properties in San Francisco. Right. And Free and clear. A, 100 invest- shares is 100 a, shares. A lot of investors, now that person may buy one and eventually end up with 10. Um, there's some rules that say you, you can't buy more than 10 properties on your credit, but some portfolio lenders allow that. So it is a tool that investors use as well. It's interesting to note because uh, I had to convince the guy that having a Retirement property is a risk in mm-hmm. retirement if you lose the uh, the tenant. If rates go up in the next 10 years, which I'm guessing mortgage rates go up in the next 10 years, then the, value, right, then the valuation of what someone's going to be able to afford is probably less because we're more how much can we afford centric than we are interest rate centric. Um, and the guy just looked at me with like glass in his eyes. It was kind of sad that... He just wanted me to agree. That's because most of what he's hearing is that real estate's the end to your real estate problem or your retirement problems. It's the best way and fastest way to get to retirement and make money. You can find Tony Mendez, thank you, at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Like I said, he's done numerous loans for me. He gets the job done. It's pretty thorough. It's a process. So know that going in that you want to borrow money these days or refinance money. 
it's going to cost you some time and effort. So you can find them at BayAreaLandSource.com. You can find me online at RobBlack.com. That's RobBlack.com. Don't be shy. Um, one of the best things you can do is you know, completely educate yourself as much as you can on all financial matters. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. J.P. Morgan has agreed to details of a $13 billion accord with the United States government tied towards issues that they inherited from Bear Stearns, countrywide credit. Um, when banks were failing, government said, other banks, you need to step up and buy these guys. And they were failing because they had some illegal activities going on. So it's weird to me that the government sues after they pushed. 800-516-1220, it's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. In what you want to talk about, we talk about money investing and more. Hopefully you're having a good holiday season. We're going to kick into full holiday mode soon, I promise you. All holiday songs, all the time. You can find me online at 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 if you want to give a call to the show. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Wow, half my money. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi. So I get up crazy early. I'm at work before your alarm even goes off. I consider it a privilege to talk to you. I consider it a privilege to work with the company that I work with and the people that I work with. So thank you so much for the part that you play in this. I hope that you get that sometimes I'm just flat out wrong, but I do try my best. Uh, One area that I'm pretty intrigued with is, I don't know if you've heard of this company, you probably have, a company called Aero, A-E-R-E-O. It's a web TV service. Some programming out there, the ABCs, NBC, CBSs of the world, they're struggling. Advertisers move the world of dollars based on, you know, where eyeballs are. And Aero is kind of making it difficult. If Aero wins its court battles then sports are all going to move to pay channels. There will be no ABC and BC CBSs. So say goodbye to Saturday night baseball or Sunday afternoon football and broadcast TV. So says the National Football League and Major League Baseball. Sports leagues lobbed a friend of the court brief to the Supreme Court last week asking the court to take up the case, which pits broadcast station owners and programmers against a company called Arrow. Leagues, of course, also want to, the court to rule against Arrow. If it does not, option copyright holders will be, have to make a move to the content over to paid cable networks. So if you don't know about Arrow, you should, because that's a pretty big story. In any way, shape, or form, do I know enough about the legal questions on how this will play out? I don't. Telephone call! <laughs> But um, so the company Arrow, they may have 100,000 subscribers in New York City. Ticker symbol, there's no ticker symbol on Arrow, but it's A E R E O. Let's go to Alfred in San Rafael. Good morning. Good morning, Alfred. Uh, four questions or three questions. Is that okay? Sure. 
All right, first one, uh, Carl Icahn. What, uh, why, what he, why is he saying that? Uh, well, what do you think about him saying that the stocks are going to go lower or some some kind of prophecy or something? Um, not, not, not prophecy. Uh, Carl Icahn's the, the richest guy in New York City, so when he talks, people listen, and that's as far as you need to take it. He can't predict the short term any better than you or I can. But you know, when the market's up 150 percent in four years, we're going to get a pullback at some point. So he'll be right at some point. Next question. Okay, that's okay. That's a good answer. Uh, have you been to Redmond, Washington? Uh, I believe that's Microsoft's uh, headquarters or something. I'm just curious how that. It's it's a beautiful. Like. Yeah, Redmond's a lovely, lovely, lovely city. In fact, I like the Pacific Northwest as you know alternative and potentials to you know downsize into for a lot of the Bay Area people because things are a lot cheaper. You've got a lot more favorable tax situations in the Pacific Northwest. Oregon doesn't have a sales tax. Vancouver, Washington doesn't have an income tax. You combine those two uh, on a state level, and you save 20% over what Californians do. But um, I like Oregon schools uh, very much so, very entertaining, and a very beautiful place to live. So next question. Okay. Uh, um, lives in, I've never been to a Manhattan, New York, or something like that, and Bloomberg is there. Sure. Stock market and all that. Um I hear that do they have like Bloomberg TV like free and like do they have Bloomberg Radio and all these you know financially driven uh, stations or whatever uh, information outlets it's like free as compared to out here that you uh, at least you got to pay on TV out here to have a Bloomberg TV I don't know I heard something about that I'm not too sure yeah and thanks for the call um, fascinating what drives people's thoughts. Um, Bloomberg is obviously a public, is a private company uh, run by the mayor of New York City himself, Michael Bloomberg, who I think was a pretty good mayor uh, and got some good change going for the city of New York. And they've stolen a lot of business from the Bay Area as far as uh, media.com companies. So props to him. As far as free TV, I don't know anything about that. You can watch Bloomberg TV online for free if you go to Bloomberg.com. Um, you can also stream their radio services. Our radio station here, uh, 1220 KDOW, we do use some of the uh, Bloomberg Minutes, Market Minutes. You can hear them during the commercials of this show twice an hour. I think they do a very, very nice job. Uh, much better job, in my opinion, than CNBC, which I'm not going to trash other than to say that it's financial porn. I don't think there's anything redeeming on CNBC. Like you said, you know, you heard about Carl Icahn. I, to me, it's turned into just say something sensational network. Uh, you know, when I was on a couple of years ago, and I'm not trashing them after the fact, because trust me, I wanted to be on to, you know, legitimize myself. Uh, they said things like, you know, we want, G we want G-Wiz, not G-E. So uh, it's difficult. You know, I remember being yelled at by... A Forbes director when I was on Forbes on Fox. Um, old guy. Old, old, old guy. And um, his name was Jesse something. Uh, I brought up a stock choice that I, I you know, brought to the attention. They would basically let someone like me give a stock pick and then they would, you know, love it or hate it. And mine was P.F. Chang's. And, uh, you know, I had a cute little line of ancient Chinese secret. Uh, P.F. Chang's has opened up restaurants, and Wall Street's in love with revenue growth. And this old Jesse guy is, is no shortage of Chinese restaurants in the world. And he's right. 
but P.F. Chang's isn't a Chinese restaurant. P.F. Chang's is, stands for Paul Fleming's. And Fleming's is a steakhouse in New York, and he's a restaurateur. Uh, P.F. Chang's is Chinese food. It's, it's Americanized Chinese food, which is totally different than Chinese food, in my opinion. So, uh, and I was right. Stock went up big. He was wrong. I guess he was right over time. I don't know how the stock did over time. I stopped following it. I just don't care. Um, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You know, one of the areas that I want to throw out there, because I think it's important to talk about, is divorce. Um, income falls 41% on average for a woman's household. Um, income for men fall about 20%. People say, i got to get out of this marriage, but after digging into the numbers, they're shocked if they can afford to get out of a marriage. So lawyer bills are always high. I always recommend cutting your costs. And in the case of divorce, I recommend mediation. Uh, it's a lot more straightforward, especially if it's a non-contentious situation. Uh, when children come into the picture, it becomes a little bit more expensive. You know, ten to twenty thousand dollars you're going to spend each of you. If there's a business that needs to be factored in the split, it could become you know twenty thousand dollars. If there is a state where you somehow want to win. A divorce could easily run up to $100,000. So mediate your divorce if you can. It's a lot more efficient. Um, It could save you 60 to 80%, um, especially if it's a quick one. There's an app out there, believe it or not, called iSplit Divorce App for 5 bucks. It lets couples try to take a stab at dividing assets and liabilities. Um, it's cute. I know you're, the last thing in the world you ever want to do is use an app for that. Uh, NOLO, which is one of those legal areas that try to cut the cost out of uh, scenarios. They've got a $50 three-book divorce bundle, which includes advice on how to avoid hiring lawyers. LegalZoom has something for $299 where you walk through the process of everything. Um, you know, a filing fee for divorce, you know, it's going to run between 150 and $300, so there's always going to be some cost. Do-it-yourself divorce, not typically thought of as, like, an option, right? But it is. Uh, child custody and support, how's it working out? Uh, divorce typically divvies up assets. It's given rise to a subspecialty within the planning world. Since 1993, 5,000 planners have earned the Certified Divorce Financial Analyst designation. There's a huge ramification of divorce and what happens, living costs post-divorce. So you need a financial planner for that particular thing in your life, divorce. Some states let the wife go for the house. I say never go for the house. Always go for the 401k. 401ks are a lot tougher to accumulate assets in than finding a place to live. So divorce is very, very expensive. Uh, Who should get custody if you run into lawyers that are trying to figure it out? Uh, If both of you want custody and then someone has to decide it for you, you're talking another $2,000 to $10,000. 
So a lot of financial traps. A lot of financial taps, traps. In 2011, 600,000 federal tax returns reported paying an aggregate of $10.7 billion in alimony. If that's the case, you're paying out child support, you need a term life policy on you in case you die. Divorce is expensive. Marry wisely. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Try Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Problems guaranteed. That's right. We guarantee we'll get your fast. If you don't get them, I'm Rob Black. Talk about things financial money, investing, and more. I don't know how I feel about selfie being named word of the year. I guess it's better than twerking being named word of the year, but I don't know how I feel about this. I think I need some counseling. I think I'm going to need some love. I don't know if you're with me or against me, but you've got to choose a side, because this is what I refer to as a civil war, and there is ramifications. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm a little surprised that Walmart's dangling a 32-inch TV as one of their big promos this year. $98. Uh, there's a million-dollar jackpot for one of the first shoppers to visit Gap's old Navy chain on Black Friday. Hmm. I don't know. I guess they talked about it, and I guess that's a winner, right? They got what they wanted, some free exposure. Calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Walmart's asking workers to donate food to their needy employees. That's weird. I get going down to the basement of the television station and seeing the big food drive canister thing. I get it. Uh, um, we're giving that to some of the poorest people in the city of San Francisco. A Cleveland Walmart store is holding a food drive for their own employees. The sign says, please donate food items so associates in need can enjoy Thanksgiving dinner. Something tells me the manager at that Walmart's about to get fired. Now, the fact that Walmart would have the audacity to ask low-wage workers to donate food to other low-wage workers, it's pretty crazy. Um, I think it's also an acknowledgement that the system doesn't work for a lot of people in America. I feel privileged and blessed to be who I am. I've said it before on this air, and it's a shocking statement, but being born a white male with parents that lived on the coast that demanded you go to college, I hit a lottery. I could have been born in some of the poorest parts of the world. I could have been born with parents who are apathetic, trailer trash. I could have been born a lot of different ways. But as Lady Gaga says, I was born this way. But again, it really shows you that there is kind of a drive to succeed or be in the right place at the right time angle in America. Oh, phone call. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Chirag, San Jose. Hello. Hey, how are you? Hey, Rob. Good. Um, I actually had a question on gold. 
Um, I, yes, uh, hopefully a lot of people have been discussing goal, and also yesterday I think it's Ray, um, the show after you, who discussed that maybe people are selling gold uh, wherein there's not enough reserves, but there's two times the markup that's being sold, etc. So I am not invested in gold, but um, off late because of the price of the gold, I was thinking of getting into gold. So I had two questions. One, what is the safe way of investing? And two, whether it makes sense right now, um, do you think this is the bottom or do you think it's going to go further down? Thanks for the call. And I'll tell you, Tragus, I've never met a wealthy person who asked that question. And what I mean by that is gold is a hedge. It is not a bet to go higher or lower. It's a hedge. I don't think most of our listeners should even have a remote interest in gold. None whatsoever. If you're wealthy and you want to hedge against weaker economies and or inflation, the printing of money to keep weak economies afloat, which should lead to commodity pressures in the future, the only thing gold has going for it is that they don't make more of it. Now, miners make a certain amount of money at certain price points. I've never met someone, never buy gold coins, first and foremost. Uh, typically, a 30% markup to buy, 30% markup to sell. You're not going to make any money. The fact that you're asking about gold and you're not asking about some of the best capitalist-run companies in the world, it, it worries me. It tells me that you're getting advice of, based on fear. You're getting... You're, you're getting advice based on the average person doesn't need to hedge against inflation. The average person needs to accumulate wealth. Please don't buy into the fear and don't buy into the speculation. When was the last time gold went out and came out with gold 2.0? Or when was the last time gold went out? It's a play absolutely on physical jewelry demand from India and China. Absolutely. There's something to be said why people are snapping up the gold iPhone. There is demand for it. I think it looks pretty on a woman's necklace. I don't really find it as an investment, and I think it's inappropriate for most of our listeners. Again, it's typically sold as tied towards fear. Um, the economy is going to go to hell in a handbasket. Obamacare is ruining the world. I don't really... Mm, I'm going to pass on that one. So... Good luck if you want to pursue it. Best way to pursue it if you want to just play the price of gold is GLD. Take some GLD. You don't have the price markup of buying and selling. Campbell Soup is weighing on consumer staples today. This is a fascinating story, in large part because they've been so consistent. And for them to miss earnings by 30%, that's egregious. Price is right. My advice is always bet a dollar over the highest bid because people are afraid of striking out and overbidding. Uh, what else do we need to know? I think that's it. The Dow's up. Can it close at 16,000 is the big story of the day. Tax revenue is on pace to hit a record $3 trillion in 2014. That's good news and bad news. Good news because tax receipts are up. Bad news because, well, tax receipts are up. This is Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. And don't forget to listen to New Focus on Wealth today from 1 to 2 on AM 1220 KDOW. The views and opinions expressed by... 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.